Be an inspiration. Radio Wave Lifestyle. Today is World No Tobacco Day, and to mark the occasion, we're speaking to Dr. Brevere, a pulmonologist and the head of the ICU at Lady Pahamba Private Hospital, about why, if you're still a smoker, you really, really need to quit. Good morning, Dr. Brevere. Morning, David. To start us off, why is smoking so bad for you? I mean, we all know that it causes cancer, but what makes smoking worse than other things that can also cause cancer? Okay, so as you said, there's other things that cause cancer, but many of them are non-modifiable, where smoking is a, is a self-induced um, risk factor that, that we're exposed to. And the other thing is, smoking is such a prevalent problem worldwide. I mean, there's about 1.3 billion smokers, and it, and it causes about 5 million deaths um, yearly, and this is all modifiable, all self-induced. So that's, that's a main issue why we try and, and reiterate the importance of smoking cessation and avoidance of smoke exposure. And it, it's more than just lung cancer that you're risking by smoking. I mean, uh, from a scientific point of view, can you explain what smoking tobacco actually does to your body and what changes it's causing? Yeah, you, again, you're right. There's, there's definitely more than just the lung cancer. There's various other cancers that that's attributed to, to smoke or related to smoking tobacco. So specifically, scientifically what happens is once you've inhaled the, the, the smoke, the nicotine for instance is distilled from, from the various chemicals. This is taken up into the blood and then that binds to nicotine receptors which is placed throughout the body, in the brain, in muscle, all over. That, that helps with the, the good feel that you get from, from the smoke. But it also unfortunately helps with the side effects that once you stop smoking, the, the patient starts, starts experiencing. And it also has all the effects. I mean, the, the molecular changes it causes in the, in the genome can then ultimately lead to cancer, but also various other diseases that, that's related to, to the smoking. And it's more than just the lungs that are Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically the, the whole upper upper airways are GI tract there's affected neurologically there's some effects I and mean, it can lead to mood disorders etc etc like that so various diseases various various systems gets involved okay and links between smoking and heart attacks and strokes absolutely I mean it's a it's a it's a pro-inflammatory substance so it causes increased inflammation in the in the body mm-hmm. if one, one wants to call it that and that can lead to changes in your va- vascular structure obviously leading to heart attacks to strokes various various pathologies all right there's also obviously the fact that that your tobacco smoke can also harm those around you now why do we sometimes hear that secondhand smoke is in fact more harmful than the smoke that's sucked directly out of a cigarette? Yeah, I think it's, that's a, it's a bit of a misunderstanding. It's harmful to anybody. <laughs> Whether you smoke it first hand, second hand, it's, it's, it's harmful and one should avoid it. Uh, unfortunately, the, the secondhand smoker is, is involuntary involved mm-hmm. in that and that's why the extra harm is there. That's not a, a voluntary thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the choice to, to, to smoke. They, they got it, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's a, that's a problem. There. All right. And there's something that I've heard about called third-hand smoke. The idea that the particles actually remain on furniture and, and curtains long after you've smoked in a room. How does something like that work exactly? It, it actually does happen. Also clothes. I always tell my patients, they, the family members, they tell me, no, they smoke outside. They in fact, I tell them if they come in with the same clothes on, it's the same thing. And not necessarily for the cancer risk, that, that's it. But say, for instance, you've got an asthma member in the family and you walk in with a, a chemical on your clothing or on the furniture that chemical can trigger the, the patients to have less control of their asthma for instance or other other complications chronic cough is often associated with that and one should really try and avoid exposure to that if possible so 
we know that it's bad for us. We know that it's bad for those around us. But as an ex-smoker myself, why is it so damn hard to quit? So as I told you initially, the, the nicotine that's distilled bonds to the nicotine receptors. And these receptors, once they get exposed, start down-regulating. So you would need more nicotine to get the same effect. And unfortunately, once you stop that effect there's there's side effects that happen and that that's where you get the mood changes where you get the nausea the weight gain those type of symptoms that's often attributed to to smoking cessation and that that makes it uncomfortable to stop smoking and that's the problem where we where we sit with 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 it at this stage i I don't really want to go into sort of methods and and tricks for quitting but Maybe we could provide some carrot, seeing as we've already detailed quite a bit of, of stick. Yeah. Uh, what are the benefits for people who used to smoke but have managed to quit? I mean, can your body heal itself? Yes, the, the benefit starts almost immediately. About 30 minutes after you've stopped your last cigarette, your blood pressure actually starts dropping. And then the benefit goes up to about 15 years. And by that time, you would have had more or less all the side effects out of the body. The except for the un or irreversible damage that's caused, say for instance you've already got emphysema, mm-hmm. that we cannot heal. But most of the other risk factors, after about 15 years, we, we, we're back at baseline. Just talking a bit about smoking cessation, I think the most important factor is a patient wanting to quit mm-hmm. smoking. I often see patients, they smoke one or two cigarettes, they just can't because they don't want to, they don't think it causes harm. And then you get the guy that smokes 40 cigarettes, 50 cigarettes a day, and they immediately stop smoking because it's a decision they make, they decide, mm-hmm. I realize this is bad for me, I don't want to smoke, um, continue smoking. So. Obviously the key takeaway though is that if you've never smoked, you should never ever start. Absolutely, and, and avoid exposure to various things. For instance, hookah pipes for the younger kids. One should really avoid it because that's that's a way that one gets hooked onto various forms of smoke, nicotine, etc. And that can lead to cigarette smoking. And the same holds true for e-cigarettes, where it where one thinks it's probably um, I've heard patients say that 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 they use it to stop smoking, but it's actually not that. It's 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 another form of nicotine that can actually get you hooked, and that can lead to various causes. So one should be very careful. One should be want you to be prudent when, when approaching these things. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, if there's any last sort of takeaway that you'd like to share with our listeners. I think we've, we've discussed the dangers of smoking and, and the important thing is we should really, really try and support our family members that smoke to try and get them to a point where they want to get help to stop smoking because that will ultimately improve many aspects of their life. Finances, smoking is expensive, <laughs> definitely, so that will help. But also general health will, will improve and, and general, general well-being. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Brubeck. Good. Pleasure. Thank you.